0: Hello everyone, and welcome to Season 4 of Stronghold, at long last. Yes, I know how late this episode is, and believe me, I feel bad. I'm starting a new job these days, the onboarding has been a complete bear, and it's that situation where everything's kind of exciting and kind of terrible at the same time, so some things, the podcast, just kind of got bumped in the schedule. That said, going forward, we are going to be trying to return to that one episode every other week release schedule, aiming for Wednesdays as always, but obviously I can't guarantee that. So before you even listen to the episode, press pause, go follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, because when we do schedule these releases, and they might not always be on Wednesdays. That's where we're going to shout about it first. That's where you're going to be able to learn about it first. Anyway, with all of that out of the way, and again, I really am sorry, let's get back to the action, following our three heroes, Draman, Freddy, and Thomas, on their journey ever deeper into Elfland. As they search for Draman's long-lost armor and maybe just maybe even a way back home. It's been three weeks since you left Harnet and Ruchel and Modril and Azra behind at the dragon's old home. You set out searching for the river that they told would take you south to the, the great sea beyond. And once you got there, you were able to fashion a crude raft and float down it. And it's just been a very relaxing trip through beautiful scenery as... The landscape transitions into the last stages of summer. Everywhere are green forests, as far as you can see, filled with nothing but but game and fruit. Nuts that you can pick straight from the boughs of the trees. The river teems with fish and is so incredibly clean that in many parts you can see the bottom of it. It is easy living the entire time and you grow tan and maybe even a little paunchy because there is there's nothing wrong with this. There's not even rapids in the river to, to mar your trip, and the few rainstorms that come along are so gentle and so easy that it's hardly worth the effort to even get inside underneath the crude shelter that you've made on this raft. You're drifting around one of the many many great bends in this river when you wash up against the shore for another foraging excursion your food stores are pretty pretty robust already but it never hurts to have a little extra and it's nice to get off the raft and away from each other for a few minutes at least away from snack whose constant presence is a source of much confusion and some irritation nah,
1: snack can swim He can swim as fast as he can
0: move on land. (laughs) But he can't follow all of you. And so here you are at the forest's edge once again, the sound of the river behind you and the deep, dark, but still pleasant greenery in front of you, promising all sorts of pleasant diversions for an afternoon. When, what should you hear but a distant... From the undergrowth. And moments later, the familiar figure of Radoan, the traveling merchant, appears, walking casually, uh, slowly even, down the bank of the river in your direction. And he signs to you, hello friends, how do I find you all today?
2: Yo, what up, Rat?
1: We ignore him. All the time.
2: (laughs) It's always one of you. (laughs) Don't pay attention. To
0: him? <laughs> just kidding. How you doing? He's like this Wait, recently. Isn't
1: isn't Freddie just still like in a loincloth, by the way?
0: Why don't you describe all of yourselves? What has what have the last that... three weeks sort of <coughs> been oh. for you? Because previously you had worn the, the heavy winter clothing provided by Lynn and Run when you left their place to cross the mountains. And when you were crossing the mountains you made your coats of of pine needles and, you know, your bark hats. And I assume you were wearing, I guess, whatever clothes you came into this world with, including your cat Toga. But you've been here for a while now, and it's been hot the past three weeks. So all of your warm clothing is sort of not really the best option. So have you fashioned for yourselves uh, river-based loungewear? Have you gone full native? I have a Speedo.
1: I just... Where would
0: you have gotten a Speedo? I just remember... A
1: fashion one. I just remember something important. Freddy is surrounded by a swarm of bees. Oh, yeah.
0: That's oh. right. <laughs> yeah, Unmentioned was a few days after your departure from the home of Harnet, the bees gradually did dissipate uh, over oh. time, much to everyone's great relief. Didn't
2: a bunch of them burn? They did, but yeah, they started they coming back.
0: back. Yeah. So every day he would try to burn them away, and every day they'd mm. return in equal numbers. But even after I got attacked by the dragon, they came back. Yes. Not even dragon fire can defeat.
2: So, but wild but they're magic they're gone now. Is there like one or two? Left? Nope.
0: they're all gone. It's it's been weeks. The, a few stragglers did follow him for a while. So you're but... not
2: wearing a loincloth of bees. <laughs> no, but I think my clothes did get burned, though,
0: didn't they? I'm sure most of them did. Yeah. Thank, most of you got burned. Thank
2: every god in this world
0: that those clothes are
2: gone. They probably caught real quick too, <laughs> yeah. or they didn't. Uh, one of the two. No, he's
0: been they, wearing it for a while. They're a little greasy. They're a little greasy and soaked in alcohol. <laughs> so what is Freddy wearing? Has, has he gone like full grass skirt? Uh, uh, yeah, he's
3: he's wearing something. Uh, I'm wearing like a you know Tarzan esque. Because we've just been lounging flap, on the, it. we've been lounging on the the raft.
0: I get super tan. You know? All right. So Gotta you're just chill. You're brown as a nut. Yep. Um, <laughs> have there been any other? Have there been any major changes uh, in either of your appearances, Draman and Thomas? I think.
2: Um, does the armor have a mode where I can uh, kind of push aside side of the button and it goes into like short sleeve mode? Unfortunately, no. no. It's full tin
0: can or nothing.
2: Is it? It is lightweight though, so it's got to be better than normal armor.
0: It's not super breathable. It's not. Breathable. It's sticky on the inside. Mm.
2: It's still full plate. So I'm getting like real raisiny in there. Yeah, I probably <laughs> since it's so easy to get in, uh, I probably have fashioned some sort of uh, uh, attachment for it, like that sits uh, on my pack or whatever, where I can kind of quickly sling it and pop into it. And other than that, I've uh, I think all my my arming clothing I've kind of rolled it up and. Have yeah, been, have been tanning. Okay. You're not in a buff lap.
1: No, he's getting his farmer tan on.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's that farmer tan.
0: Okay. Thomas, what do you look like? Naked. <laughs> he just wears snack wrapped around his nethers. <laughs>
1: Making sure a snack doesn't bite my snack. <laughs> I mean, he's trying
3: to start a cult. You gotta look like some kind of god, right?
2: <laughs> look, look, you guys ever had seen a two headed snake before? <laughs> oh. We went no. how long do we <laughs> go without a without a dick joke? Ten minutes. Yeah, maybe two minutes. Yeah. Please tell me please tell me you're I wearing am. something. I am. Yeah, I'm
1: wearing like the heavy travelling boots that I was wearing before mm-hmm. and just pretty much what I start off with, but the same like with the sleeves rolled up and everything.
0: So do they finally see your gang tats? Yes, they do. What do they look like?
1: Um it looks like kind of it's like a hodgepodge of a bunch of different symbols and emblems all like mashed together. Some of them have been blacked out. Some of them do just like warped over time.
2: Okay. You've got blacked out tats. Yeah. Uh, yeah He's got it, you got people black know where them out been. when
0: you when you get kicked out of the gang. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> right, right. All right, so yeah, you, you've you been floating down, and now Radoan appears through the undergrowth. And he says, no, I always assume that one of you is going to say something weird at any given moment. How have your past few weeks been? Really bad. Toasty. Really good. Really
3: bad. What are you talking about? We've been living the life down the raft. You got by a dragon. After we left the the ghost thing. Don't ever say that word again.
2: You say ghost and you (laughs) talk. Yeah. You (laughs) you he's
0: like
3: holding his sword hilt. Like just like ghost where?
0: Hey, Radovan, you wouldn't
3: happen to know any ghosts, would you?
0: Not personally. They're not typically very sociable. No, you don't have
2: like like, a Casper
0: in that bag? No. (laughs) Uh, Thomas
3: (laughs) would flip.
0: It's very hard to sell ghosts, given the fact that it's hard to collect them. And nobody wants to buy a ghost I that would. I know of. I would. I'll buy a ghost.
1: I'll buy a ghost, too.
0: Why would you buy a ghost?
1: Just to see it die over and over.
0: What? Anyway. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> and, and the way he signs anyway really does indicate how awkward of a, <laughs> yeah. of a yeah. transition it <laughs> is.
2: It's pretty awkward.
0: So, it is actually rather convenient that I find you all here, because it is time for part one of the repayment for your wonderful, wonderful armor.
1: All right, I'm down.
0: Time out. I
3: am not doing nothing.
1: You're... You signed a contract.
3: I didn't
2: sign a contract.
3: Yeah,
1: verbal consent.
2: Yeah, I think you th- did. I think we all did. We have I'm a down. couple more weeks.
1: Is, Who do you need us to kill?
2: There's
0: no killing involved. What are you asking us to do? A short distance away from this very spot, actually, there live, in a cottage, three sisters. They I'm have listening. They have something that I want, and I'm willing to trade for it, but I need you to make the exchange on my behalf. I'm going to give you... And he pulls out a small velvet-looking bag that jingles. These three pieces of jewelry. There is a necklace, a ring, and a brooch. One for each of the three sisters. In exchange, they will give you, or you will ask for, politely I should add, a key.
3: What if they don't give us the key? They should. This this Uh, is good jewelry.
1: Hypothetically. What if they don't give us the key?
3: Don't worry, we'll leave Thomas on the raft.
2: What do they Hypothetically
1: (laughs) What if they don't give us the key? Do they
2: know that this exchange is gonna happen? Are they are they waiting for this?
0: Yes, they are aware. But it is These things are subtle with them. They do not like to talk about things in terms of trades or buying and selling. They prefer more fanciful notions such as gifts. So, I do ask of you some small degree of subtlety. Finesse, if you will. Have you known us to, to have
2: finesse in our past interactions with any, anyone that we have interacted with?
0: I have known you to be able to find solutions to the various problems you encounter.
3: So and you I... mean the problems
2: that we create for ourselves?
0: Actually, what is finesse? It requires just a, a light touch, politeness, pleasantness, and, of course, a smile. See, like, a <laughs> grimace.
3: It's like, this is the best I <laughs> So, Thomas, everything that's your natural instinct, do the
0: opposite. That might be good advice, Thomas.
1: Just staring at you. So am I doing it right? I'm trying to smile. It's just, like, kind of, like, an awkward, like...
0: <laughs> did you just full like, like
1: did you? yeah like no not even teeth Is just kind of like he's trying
3: to but it's just like, are you his face looks like it's like melting in
1: <laughs> yeah, it it looks <laughs>
0: vaguely
3: constipated Are yeah are
1: you okay i'm trying to smile
3: oh goodness we've got
1: some work to do
2: that's about. nice thomas
1: you're just lying to me aren't you
2: don't answer that mm, i've been advised <laughs> by my counsel <laughs> to not answer that all right um I do
3: have a question, though. Of course. Um, Due to recent events, you wouldn't happen to maybe have some spare clothes on you for this
0: mission, would you? I should have something. Great. He'll take anything. Please. I'm begging you, please. And he reaches into his bag, and he pulls out a pair of trousers and a loose-fitting belted shirt kind of maroonish or burgundy in color, and he hands these to you and says, this should do, don't you think? Yes, thank you. All right. To get there, just walk in that direction. And he points due west into the forest and says, it should be very easy for you to find. It's maybe a little enchanted to draw people to itself, the cottage, that is. So... You needn't worry yourself with maps and directions and whatnot.
2: Are we going to be able to leave it afterwards?
0: Oh, yes, of course. Okay. So, I, I do not send you there otherwise. I need you for the rest of my tasks as well.
1: So, I do have a question. Mm-hmm. Do you happen to have armor that would fit a snake? Come again? You know, snack, my snake. She's going to poke his head up over my shoulder.
0: Where did that come from?
1: He's my friend. He's always been here.
0: He most certainly has not. He has been.
1: The whole time. That's what he says.
0: And Raduin turns to <laughs> Draman and signs, is your friend all right? No. Okay. And he turns back to you, Thomas. I'm sorry. Unfortunately, I am all out of snake armor at the moment. I'll let you know the next time I see some.
2: Cool
1: and would you happen to have any rings or anything that would possibly let me use two weapons at once or something that will help me learn that
0: you have <laughs> <laughs> and colin is fishing yep colin is fishing hard um you you have two hands don't you I assume it's as easy as holding two weapons and stabbing with both of them.
1: I mean, I've tried that before. It hasn't really worked out. Hmm.
0: Don't know how to help you. I'm not a teacher of the martial arts. Maybe you weren't meant for that, Thomas.
1: I'm pretty sure I was.
0: The, I'm
2: meant for everything. Maybe you could have <laughs> been <laughs> meant for <laughs> that. The sheet in front of you says you're not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Perhaps you could have been meant for that, but sometime uh, a while ago at a fork in the roads when you're choosing... <laughs> What you're gonna focus on? <laughs> you you didn't choose that. Instead, like, you chose to archery. practice other three things.
2: periods of advancement ago. I don't know. You can call them levels.
1: Nah, <laughs> uh, only one.
2: Really, that's funny stuff. Anyway, that's that's two Okay. Um, he's a he's <laughs> half and
0: half. Remember. Oh,
2: okay. Uh,
1: so. Well, it looks like I know what the next level's going into for Thomas Snake. It's going into snake. Dude, if I could be just evolve into a giant
2: snake. Yeah, I took I take a level in Voldemort. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, Radowin, um, is there uh is there anything else we need for this mission other than the jewelry? No, it should be a simple task. And you said they are what direction from here? Due west. The
0: cottage will pull you in. What do you mean? Magic. Essentially, yes. It makes itself so easy to find that you're certain to find it. And is there anything Uh, else that we
1: should be aware of about the three sisters before we go do this?
0: They're
3: super helpful. They're going to give us a key.
2: No, like... (laughs) I'm messing with you, Thomas. Why can't you go?
0: (laughs) I have other things that I need to
2: do. Nope, don't lie to me. Why can't you go? (laughs) We'll do the other things. Why can't you go? (laughs) We do tasks. You said generic tasks. We'll do the other tasks. Give us your shopping list. (laughs) Go talk (laughs) to the three sirens. (laughs) We'll we'll run your errands for you. (laughs) You go talk to the thing that you don't want to do.
1: (laughs) And are they actually sirens? Are they trying to eat us? It's a house made out of gingerbread. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) Are you trying to handsome some Gretel
0: They do not particularly like me or my type of people. I, what about our type of people? What do you think they're going to do about us? So they're racist sirens. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're, what is a siren?
1: Uh, they lure people into the water and then they kill them.
0: No, there is no water near them.
1: Let's well, solve it. Let's go, guys. Yeah, they that's might be
0: land safe. sirens. Are they
3: giant gingerbread
0: no, house sirens? house is made out of normal things like wood and thatch and stone. Do they have a giant oven? Freddy. They Freddy, might
2: Freddy, what's gingerbread?
0: Oh, you all know what gingerbread is.
2: It's
1: bread made with ginger. Duh. I mean, exactly.
2: Gin- gingerbread is like a royalty thing. So how do you know what gingerbread is? <laughs> He's heard of it. I've had stores. my...
3: I've had my days in the courts. You haven't.
2: You slept in a barn
1: for a month. <laughs> no, we don't know that. But well, we do know he slept in a barn for a month. Right, I sorry. mean, I might no have
2: No person head. <laughs> who wears a toga <laughs> made of cats at any point in time. Look, he might have fallen
1: on hard times.
2: Oh, he <laughs> fell on some hard times already. Hard times fell on him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, that's accurate.
3: I they... can imagine what gingerbread would taste like, and I know. Yeah,
1: you just get some ginger and put in some bread, right?
2: But ginger is the valuable part, so how have you to... This is stupid. <laughs> this is stupid. Is this safe for us to do?
0: Of course do not, not. not. That's why we're make going. make them mad. Oh, great. Do not take anything that you shouldn't take. Thomas. Do not be rude or unpleasant.
2: I'm getting some Aladdin Cave of Wonders vibes here. <laughs> just... <laughs> Be the lamp! (laughs) Give
0: me the lamp! (laughs) Open sesame. Be be good guests while you are there.
2: Let me tell you a story about about the last people that showed us hospitality (laughs) and the pie (laughs) that was offered to us. And that's how we deal with hospitality.
1: (laughs) That that, pie. Might, that might have been my <laughs>
3: fault. Pie. <laughs> you think? No, it was all her fault. No, that was 100% your fault. Uh, Are you going blame-
2: to start blaming bad things in the past on Snake? Oh, I like Snake. <laughs> <laughs> told me to take the pie.
3: Well, yeah, of course he did.
2: <sighs> yeah. Um.
3: <laughs> okay, so don't take anything. Be don't make Other them than mad. the key, obviously. Take the key or exchange the jewelry
0: give them, for the give key. Give them the gifts that I have set out for them. Do we say Receive it's gifts the gift. Yes.
1: Gifts from you, specifically, so they know to give us the
2: key?
3: Yeah, how would they know? Yes. Cool. Do but, they know you by Radoin? Yes.
2: Okay. So they'll be fine knowing the gifts are from you, but they just don't want to see you. Correct.
3: Kind of fishy.
1: All right, let, let's get to it. Let's go.
3: Thomas, you're staying here. We're burning daylight. Let's go.
2: They said we have to... He said we have to be nice guests.
3: You and yeah, Snek... There's no reason you I'm should come I'm always polite. On. <laughs> Thomas, you and Snek stay here. Guard the raft. What if
1: you guys get, get in trouble? Food. Who's going to bail you out?
3: You can Naruto run to us. You'll be fine.
1: Look, I can't do that too often. It's really exhausting.
3: If we're in trouble, you can do that.
1: But I won't know if you're in trouble.
3: I'll shoot a flare up. You'll see it.
1: What about if you can't? They oh, already... trust
3: me, I will.
2: We all know you how will well, see something. How well it worked out the last time Freddie shot up a flare. Yeah, I know. Let's You'll all. See something. Let's all
1: go. The scars still haven't healed from that time.
2: They'll never heal. Those
3: are soul scars. <laughs> that wasn't from the the flare.
1: It was from the wyverns that he signaled.
3: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. That wasn't... It, it, don't they had it, to
1: kite through a forest because they are trying to eat meat.
3: Are you sure the ghost didn't uh, take some of your soul there too, Dramon? No, I think stuff. they just
1: took some of his memory.
3: I melted
2: into stone. <laughs> <laughs> I am the raft. Yeah. <laughs> Thomas freaks out. <laughs> He's a ghost! Look,
1: Thomas, I turned myself into a raft.
3: <laughs> I'm... I'm drumming rap rap <laughs> Okay, if we all go.
2: Rap rap drumming is now canon.
3: If we all go. <laughs> Thomas, you have to be at the end of the line and not say a word. All right, I'll just talk to Snake. Only to Snake.
2: Using your inside voice. Your but head he can't voice, you me. Can't right. I read my mind. Okay.
3: Whisper. All right, I will. I hear more than a whisper, Snack dies. Snack, we got to be quiet, all right? See, like, Snack bobbing his head. <laughs> <laughs> in
1: an affirmation. I accept. I accept it.
2: Okay. Okay. Top. <laughs> all right. All right. We Let's accept go. this quest. Very good. I mean, we didn't
1: really have a choice, but we still...
0: Yeah. And he hands out the the jewelry bag.
1: I'm going to grab it.
0: And Thomas takes it? Yep. Okay. And he says... You don't think Party Face should take it?
3: No.
1: I'll, I I'll my hold on out. to
3: it. Thomas, you're in the back of the line. Please let me see. I'm going to hand him my bag of
1: holding that's empty. Thomas. Yeah. I hand you the bag. Thomas. It's a bag of holding, but... You don't know it. it.
2: Is the bag of you be holding this bag of? It. No, it, <laughs> it looks the two completely bags different. Look different. Oh, I thought they. Looked I'm not nice an idiot. Same. Fine.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
0: All right, so Freddie has the bag with the jewelry in it. I tie it on my new belt. Okay.
1: He actually has pants for once. <laughs> he does. <Let's laughs> How does it
0: feel wearing pants? Very constricting. I like it and. Raduin says, thank you. I will remain in the area. And when you have the key and are ready to give it to me, just bring it back here. Okay. All right. I'll see you soon. And don't worry. You can take your time. It's a very nice cottage, a pleasant place. Maybe relax. Or not. It's up to you. I'll see you later. And he turns around and walks back into the forest. All right.
3: Let's start heading out. It was due northeast. Is that what you said? West. Northwest?
0: West.
1: West. West. We are headed west.
0: Okay. That let's was in west. character. I'm I'm <laughs> making that be in character. We are heading
1: <laughs> west, Freddie.
3: Okay, let's go west. And as I walk, I do the kind of like the groin roll to
2: try to <laughs> My, how do you but my my pants how do you adjusted? know that move you've never had to do it
0: before because <laughs> it just comes so natural because it's so constricted. it's instinctual all men from the beginning of time have known that move even for the thousands of years before pants were invented they were aware
3: thomas you're taking up the back right yes Draman, can i speak to you for a second yes so what do you think of this uh predicament
1: I don't know. I think it's fishy.
3: Thanks, Thomas. We already know what you think. (laughs) think Talk to
2: Snack. I also think it's fishy. I'm concerned that Radoan doesn't want to go on his own. There must be something up. Yeah,
3: I agree. So, if something happens. When something happens. (laughs) When something happens. We need a plan this time. What do we do? I would like to not get or barbecued or killed or any of those things.
2: I agree with that statement. That's so. Yeah.
3: <clears throat> well, we have Thomas for backup in the back, and what I think we <laughs> should do. <laughs> <laughs> I had to reemphasize that. <laughs> <back. laughs> Into... <laughs> uh, that when we call we get... him different zip code <laughs> Thomas. <laughs> Truth. Uh when we get close by, have him wait, maybe have his bow ready. What, whatever we need to do to make sure that if anything fishy goes down, we have a moment to prepare ourselves for right. something. Right. I think that's that's probably a good idea. Um, I'm going to go ahead and how, how far of a walk did he say it was? Uh, he
1: say,
2: I don't think so.
1: No, he didn't. He said, we'll be
3: felt, we'll be pulled towards it. Okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and cast mage armor on myself right now. My staffy staff. And if anything else happens, I will take care of you. All right, Drummond. So you're gonna have to take the brunt of most whatever they're gonna throw at us, and I will I will buff you up.
2: So it'll just be a normal encounter, <laughs> but it's planned this time. Right. Yeah. Okay, no, I um I'm I'm prepared. I'm ready. Thomas, did you hear that? Got it.
3: So you're gonna wait a I ways did, back. I didn't right? hear
1: a single thing you were saying. Out of character. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> so you were chiming in but not really listening. No, like I heard those parts and I then I got distracted by like okay. other stuff in the woods. You're gonna wait a little farther behind when we get there, have your bow ready in case anything happens. Uh-huh. And you're not gonna shoot unless something happens. Definitely. Am I making myself clear? What was that? You are not going to shoot unless something happens. So shoot when something happens. No. <laughs> Drummond wait here. <laughs> I walk back over to Thomas. Thomas. Yes, that is me. Shoot only if they do something threatening towards us. Yeah, so shoot when something happens. Only something threatening. Gotcha. Right.
1: What do you... Look, now, before... Just so we clear the playing field, what do you define as threatening? Because I think we're coming from a different viewpoint of what we I... We are. Okay.
3: Anything that would threaten somebody that has none of your skills. Gotcha. If you see them reach for something, do not shoot. Gotcha. If you see them do anything in your mind, fishy, do not shoot. Gotcha. <laughs> if they pull a knife out on us, shoot them. All right. I'll talk to Snack before I shoot.
0: Okay. Sneck understands these things. <laughs>
1: yeah. Even though Snack has four intelligence. Actually he has two.
3: <laughs> Snack's like, I'll get him. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. You see
0: Snack just a looking at me was like, right.
1: You put a lot of pressure on me.
0: <laughs> he flicks his tongue nervously. Yeah,
1: he flicks his tongue with apprehension and stress.
3: Alright. We got a plan. Let's continue.
2: Our plan is basically do what we always do, but we're ready for it now. But we're ready for it. All right, we make our way towards the magical...
1: And out of character, I would like to give a little bit of self applause for the first plan we've made that's not in the middle of a battle. Yeah, this is... <laughs>
3: well, technically, the first plan we made was the dragon. It just didn't end the way that we thought it was
1: going to This gonna is going to be, hopefully, the first successful plan.
2: <laughs> we True. also did make a plan... No, you're right, we didn't.
0: Not for the Barrow.
2: Not for any of them. Not for
0: the ruin. <laughs> the plan for the Barrow was, I'm going to go
2: gank the King. Yeah. BRB.
0: <laughs> you you kind of made like a little mini plan for defending from the wolves in the night. Yeah, but that was in the middle of the battle. Kind of.
1: Yeah, but that was more just me
0: saying stuff. That
3: was more survival than it was like. Fine.
0: That, yeah, Fine. a plan. Far be it for me to say that you guys <laughs> ever know what you're doing. We don't.
1: This is the first plan where we're not uh, flying by the seam of our pants.
0: Correct.
3: Okay. All right. Cool. How long does it take us to get there? Do we run into anything crazy, or are we just
2: walking? We was walking.
1: So I'm gonna okay. tiptoe
2: in my. I'm trolling. gonna use a
1: spell slot to cast Primeval awareness,
3: and it. I don't think I've ever seen you use magic before, Thomas. Yeah, but this
1: isn't like the, I'm. You guys don't notice, know, know that I'm casting it. There's no uh, effect or anything. It's good. just I'm casting it, and I know. Yeah, I know whether there are any creatures up to six miles because we're in our favorite terrain. My favorite terrain. Okay. Well, actually, I would only know my uh, favorite enemy, so which are elves and humans up to six miles.
2: Okay.
0: Those are your favorite enemies.
1: Favorite enemies, yeah. They're the only things I really have experience killing. When I
0: (laughs) (laughs) have you killed an elf? No, but he's practiced fighting with Ron a lot.
1: Yeah, humans a lot of experience. Elves (laughs) practice.
2: I don't know, you've killed a lot of skeletons. That's true. Actually, no, I didn't. No
1: one killed... Any skeleton.
0: No, there were, I think, what, two skeleton casualties?
1: Three, but I wasn't part of.
0: So you set out into the woods, and as they have been for the past three weeks, they remain verdant and pleasant. It's cool in the shade of the canopy, and on every side there are animals of any number of species, deer, deer. Rabbits, squirrels, birds. And after maybe an hour, hour and a half of walking, you see up ahead an increase in light filtering through the canopy that indicates some sort of of grove or clearing. And when you get closer and closer, you see that set into the middle of that clearing is, in fact, quite a pleasant-looking cottage. It looks old, but... Very well taken care of. All around it is the most beautiful, bounteous garden that you've ever seen. There are tomatoes and there's a corn patch. There's squash and pumpkins. Herbs beyond your ability to name. Beans, peas, any vegetable you could care for. To keep a kitchen well stocked can be found here. And not a single fruit is anything less than fully ripe. And there is not a single bite mark of any deer or, or rabbit or even insect that you can spot as you walk up to it and to the, the small quaint gate that surrounds it. The walls of the cottage itself are daubed and it looks like freshly painted white with the thick, dark Ancient timbers that make the house clearly visible through them. There are windows with glass, which even in Eideron was a rare luxury. And the thatch that covers the two-story building looks brand new, as though it was replaced yesterday. And from the, the chimney of field stones that sits all the way at the back, there issues forth a thick column of smoke. And this looks like the prime example of rural, boreal serenity. Guess this is it.
3: Yeah, um, take that long. Feels like we got here pretty quick. Thomas, you ready?
1: Yeah, I'm going to wait back 200 feet.
0: All right. to the <laughs> plan. Thomas, you walk back two hundred feet, and when you turn around, you can you can still see exactly where the cottage is. About but much of your view is obscured by the trees.
1: About how far away am I from the cottage? Two hundred feet. Gotcha. Exactly.
0: I, that's that's well, what, I, that's what you I didn't know about. I
1: walked up with them to the door.
0: Uh, fine. You're two hundred feet from the the garden gate which would put you about 220 feet from the door of the cottage. Cool. And uh, it's, it's important. There is, there's not a lot of significant undergrowth. There aren't thick stands of bushes or weeds or briars. So it should be relatively easy to set yourself up to get a clear line of sight, or if the case necessitated, which I'm definitely not saying it's going to, a line of fire. Yeah,
1: so I'm going to be leaning against my longbow. Okay. All right, snack. Go with them. Going to slither up.
2: You can get those mounted longshot kills. So you're
3: up in the tree ready, right? Not in it. Against a tree. Against
2: a tree. I'm leaning against a tree.
1: Well, I'm I'm next to a tree leaning on the longbow. All right.
2: Okay.
3: All right, Jarman, you ready?
2: I am. Let's go uh, charismatic
3: dude. All right, I'm going to walk right up to the door. and
0: Hello? You hear some noise from inside. It's impossible to decipher exactly what it is. General domestic sounds. And shortly thereafter, the door is opened and the smell of a wonderful dinner wafts out to envelop you and there in front of you is a rather small child, a girl. She is fair of complexion, clearly an elf. She opens the door for you and says, "May I help you?
3: Do you and your sisters
0: live here?" Uh, no, I am I'm am the the maid servant for the three sisters. Are you looking for them? Yes, we are
3: actually. We've traveled a long way to come see them. And Who, may I say, is calling? Just let them know that we are delivering something from Radowin for them. Certainly. They should be
0: expecting us. And she uh, opens the door a little wider and asks you to come in. And invites you into a room that is fairly dark in spite of the fireplace at the very far end of the room. And the windows that let in some light. But it looks quite well furnished. There's a rug on the floor and there are needle points on the walls. There are a few large stuffed chairs, three in fact, at this end of what is a very long room. Beyond them is a very nice, quite large table and beyond them is the kitchen with the fire. And two bench seats on either side of it. It looks incredibly cozy, and it looks like someone is making dinner at the far end, and quite a dinner at that. Hmm. But she invites you in and gestures to the, the chairs for you to sit down in before going upstairs where there is a balcony above the front part of this great room. And on that balcony, there are three doors, one in the wall in front of you and one in each of the walls to your left and right. She goes up to the middle one and she knocks on it before entering. She Comes out a moment later. And she says, Miss Elsie will be with you in a moment if that suits you well. Yes, Pete. that would be great. Please take a seat and I can bring tea if you like. Thank
3: you. That would be incredible. I love a
0: good cup of tea. You do? So so she goes into the kitchen. She starts fixing tea. A moment later, returning with an ornate tea set and three cups, two of which she fills for both of you, handing them to you on tiny little saucers of infinite delicacy and good taste. And a moment later, from that middle door upstairs a woman comes out. She looks to be about middle age, but she wears it so well, as though she has never had a care in her life. She is a truly charming woman. Perfect posture and immense poise. She walks down the stairs with an ethereal grace that makes you wonder how anyone has ever walked downstairs in any other way. It's so, it's so graceful, so perfect that simple clomping steps seem crude and ugly to you now. And in fact, kind of, just a little bit, you feel a little ugly in her presence. You feel almost unworthy of being here and seeing her walk down those stairs. Not unusual. But she comes over to you and extends a hand to you, Freddie, who are the closer of the two. She says, I am Miss Ellisy. It's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. I
3: get up very eloquently, grab her hand, and bow. Something that Freddie's never done before.
0: (laughs) Make a charisma roll. Nineteen. He does it very well, Drummond. Tell me it comes out like a curtsy. No, it comes out quite elegant indeed. I don't know how many fancy parties you've gone to, but you imagine that that is what it looks like when people interact. And she says, I hear that you bring something from Dear Radowin.
3: Yes, uh, my, my traveling adventurer over here and i um we are uh customers of, of <laughs> redwin
2: <laughs> there's
1: so many words for what you're trying to say but you said them all
3: wrong <laughs> i know i was i was like trying to think of a word but they all just kind of just said, this is my this traveling my friend this is this my, my friend, friend
1: my traveling companion My fellow party member.
3: Okay. I'm going to redo that. (laughs) This is my top.
2: We'll see. Oh, my gosh. Uh,
3: This is my hired muscle. My traveling companion and I uh, are customers of Radoin. And um, he gave us these to give to you in exchange for something. And I hold out the bag and open it up. So she can see the
0: She does not bend her neck or stoop in any way to look inside, and instead looks expectantly at you to display.
3: I turn it over in my hand so she can see what comes out.
0: What comes out of the bag are indeed three pieces of jewelry, each one wrought of gold, one a necklace of extremely fine workmanship that starts out as a chain around the clasp but growing to uh, an entire web, a laced network of them, of tiny, infinitesimally, infinitesimally small links of gold near its bottom. The other is a brooch that looks to be in the form of a giant scarab beetle, and so lifelike that you are almost waiting for it to still move. It has its wings spread, and you can see underneath them are the iridescent greens and purples of actual beetles. And then the last is a ring, a very, very simple ring with what looks like a small ruby set into it, but it's heft. You can feel in your hand, and it is by far the heaviest of the pieces in front of you.
3: I kind of roll them over, reposition them a couple of times in my hand, just so she can get a good like, visual of all the different angles of them. You know how sometimes people, like when they hold something like that, they'll shuffle it around a little bit.
0: Okay. And Doesn't she looks at them. those and she says, Oh my, well, this is quite generous of him and Dean. Well, why don't I go ahead and take all of those? We wouldn't want them to get uh tarnished, would we? Not at all. And Allow she reaches me. Out
3: and I reach I reach out my hand to like slip the ring on her finger.
0: And she puts out her hand and allows you to uh, put the ring on her index finger. I do so. Okay. And she takes the other pieces from your hand? Yep. And she says, "Pierre, Come and take these upstairs, put them in my jewelry box, and don't smudge them like you did last time. And quickly, the elven servant girl puts down what she was working on in the kitchen, wipes her hands on her apron, runs over, takes them with extreme gentleness, and runs them upstairs and puts them in the middle room where you saw Miss Elsie come from. Miss Ellicey goes over to the one unoccupied seat, and she sits there herself and bids you do the same. And shouts, Pier! There is no tea waiting for me, I've noticed. Am I supposed to pour it myself? And bursting from that door upstairs, but shutting it so, so quietly behind her. She rushes back down the steps and shakily pours her mistress a cup of tea before curtsying and returning to the kitchen. Continue this wonderful-smelling dinner. And Miss Ellicey starts to talk. She asks you, So, what do fine individuals such as yourselves have in common with a roustabout character like Radowin.
2: I don't know where you look at me. I'm not, I'm not talking. We
3: ran into him during our travels. We uh, stumbled across a, a couple of um, dire beavers. I don't know if you've ever seen or heard of those. They look like uh, basically a giant beaver that's evil. And, um, we, we wiped them out and, uh, he appeared to us out of thin air asking for pelts and, uh, we've just kind of bumped into
0: him ever since then. Mm Mm-hmm. How industrious of you all. Yes, Tom or or Colin.
1: Did they let Sneck in the house?
0: I would say that probably Pierre saw him trying to get in the house and shooed him away with her foot before closing the door.
1: All right, so snake's just staring in the window. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> it's <all like laughs> perched. <up. laughs> yeah. Okay, that's fine. And it's just, his tongue flickers in disappointment and annoyance.
0: <laughs> so he can see almost everything that's happening, given his position. At the window, looking sort of straight down this long room, and he has difficulty hearing what goes on. Yeah. Okay. So, can you see what next sees or not? No, I, I think he's not a familiar, so that's a no. No. Okay, cool. And so, Miss Ellisy continues, but I realize, of course, that you both have me at a disadvantage, for you have not introduced yourselves. Oh.
3: My apologies. I am Cameron, and this is my traveling associate, as you know. Uh, What was your name?
0: <laughs> Ralph. You don't know each other's
3: names? No, we were kind of hired for a business trip of sorts.
0: And what business trip would this be?
3: I'm... Sorry to say that we are not able to talk about what we were hired for.
0: Oh, keeping secrets are we, Cameron?
3: Not necessarily secrets, just our employer does not like to be known for a lot of the things that they do.
0: I'm well, sure you I would don't understand. I don't know what this. you call secrets where you come from, but that certainly sounds like a secret to me, though I surely won't pry any further in your personal business. Thank you. Much appreciated. So, Mr. Ralph, do you just not speak? Has the proverbial cat got your tongue?
3: You just nod. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. He's not much for words.
0: Oh, I can tell. He's a strong, uh, silent type. Yes. I choke a little bit. (laughs) Stand
2: up a little taller.
0: (laughs) Are you wearing your armor? I definitely put on my armor before we went in here. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Good to know. You make more conversation like this. It doesn't get less awkward. (laughs) I do have a question, though.
3: You yes. invited us into your home, and what a lovely home it is. Uh, I have never seen a house so beautiful, furnished so well, and smells so good. It is quite incredible. I was wondering, though, where your sisters are, Oh, where the rest of your household is.
0: They're both in their rooms, up to their usual nonsense, I'm sure. They're... Mostly a bunch of busybodies. No need to deal with them when you can chat so pleasantly with myself, don't you think? Agreed.
3: I think that we've been having a great time.
0: Wonderful. And you continue having this great time, and roughly an hour passes. And with every moment, the smells coming from the kitchen increase in their sheer tantalizing savoriness and gradually the table gets laid with several layers of plates and glasses and china and food begins to come out and populate it fresh baked bread Mm. roast duck and all sorts of other odds and ends that make your mouth water until finally Pierre rings a bell to call everyone to dinner. And Miss Ellisee stands up, and she walks over to the chair at the head of the table and stands behind it. And the doors on the balcony to your right and to your left, they open up as well. From the door on your left, there comes out a younger-looking woman, maybe in her late 20s. She is gorgeous, although perhaps not so poised as Miss Ellisee, and she walks down the stairs. And from the door on the right, there's an older woman, maybe in her mid-fifties, early sixties, and she all but floats, and she comes down the stairs as well. And they arrange themselves on either side of Miss Ellisee and allow you to take positions behind the chairs. Could I greet them the same way? With a bow?
3: Of course. As you greet and the first, thanking them for just welcoming us into their
0: home. As you greet the first one, the younger of the two. She reacts almost surprisingly. She says, "Oh, well, it is fine to meet you, Mr. Cameron. I am Miss salathan
3: Miss salathan "Thank you so much for allowing us to come into your home and also eat dinner with you this"
0: Oh, of course. If my sister has deemed it prudent to do so, then I'm sure you will make excellent company this evening. Thank you. We will try our best. And the older woman comes down. She introduces herself as Miss Niffaweir. Niffaweir. And she welcomes you into their home. And then they find their seats on either side of Miss Ellisee. And allow you time to do the same as Pierre adds the last touches, just garnishes at this point, flowers and sprigs of holly, just to make the table look good.
1: I'm going to move up 100 feet. Okay. And is there a window that looks into the dining room?
0: There is, but due to the darkness inside the house and the fact that the sun is still in the sky, you can hardly make out anything. All right.
1: Sneck is going to move to that window okay. when he notices everyone else leave.
0: It's the same window uh, he was already in. Oh, so yeah. He uh, you can see down the long room. Yeah, then he doesn't move. The... <laughs> okay. And Miss Ellacy seats herself and then her sisters sit. And I presume you sit as well. Ralph, you sitting? <coughs> yes. Ralph, sit. And you all sit, and Pierre goes around, and she begins to cut the cut the duck and serve everything. None of the sisters lift a hand to put any food on their plate. Do you? Is she offering to put it on our plates? She's still working on the sisters right now. As of right now, no. Okay. Pierre continues working her way around, and Miss Nifawir, the older of the two other sisters, speaks up and asks, So, what is it that brings two fine gentlemen to our humble, I dare say, sadly inadequate cottage in the middle of the woods? And before you can respond, Miss Elsie says, Oh, they just stopped by to pay a visit. No other reason.
3: Yes, exactly. We just saw this cottage as we were traveling and thought it was one of the most beautiful things that we'd ever seen. Inadequate by no means.
0: They ask you uh, whence you travel and where you were headed. Again,
3: we had this conversation with your sister. We can't really discuss where we're headed, but we have come a very, very far way from uh, a distant land, actually. And have had to learn many new things.
0: Oh, I love distant land, says Miss Salathin, the younger of the two. Tell me where you come from. Tell me
3: everything about it. We come from a world much different than this.
0: A different world, you say? Yes. That's quite exotic indeed. How do you find yourselves here?
3: It's still kind of a mystery. We, we were hired to, to do a job and um, woke up here.
0: Fascinating. It's quite fascinating.
3: Definitely threw us through a loop
0: or two. Do you have any hope or desire to return to this other world from which you come?
3: Yeah, we would love to um, as soon as our job here is done.
0: And this is the secretive job that you cannot speak about. Is that correct? Correct. Fascinating. And
3: thank you so much for being kind enough to not pry.
0: Of course. Knowing the boundaries of good taste are always important, don't you think, Mr. Ralph?
2: Yes.
1: (laughs) That's a pathetic (laughs) yes. (laughs) Uh.
0: And as the dinner continues, is there... Anything that you would like to talk about? Anything specific? Or does the... Does the conversation continue? I'm going to...
1: I like how no one's addressed the giant yellow snake in the window.
0: All right, fine. (laughs) 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 It's kind of...
1: it's It's like that yellow. It's not like a subtle yellow.
0: And as the dinner goes on goes around, she serves everyone. she makes sure that your glasses are filled with water and wine, and whoa ready and take it easy. she takes a moment multiple glasses of wine to go to the kitchen where you see her grab a broom and she walks all the way down to the front door <laughs> and she goes outside and she starts trying to snooze. <laughs> To shoo this weird large snake that is for some reason that, in this garden. That's that that server child has no
2: fear. <laughs> it's a giant snake. It's just like, get out of
0: here. <laughs> the oh, snake's no. twice they're, the size of they're, her. They're solid like thrax against go She's on. like, shoo, go on, go, go quickly before they see you. Go. Nick get is out just out gonna here. like
1: hunker down.
0: Go beneath well, the windowsill. You don't want to be here. Get out. Go on. Don't no. look at her. Please. And so Sneck is being relatively still.
1: Yeah. No, like Sneck is going to get below the windowsill and like
0: coiled up. Coiled up. She's going to grab Sneck's tail and start pulling in the direction of the garden gate saying, come on, get out. <laughs> Don't be in their garden.
1: Sneck is going to slither away.
0: Go on. There are there are all sorts of rabbits I'm sure you can eat in the woods.
1: Out of defiance, Snake is going to climb up the tree, the nearest tree.
0: Or birds. And she picks up the broom and she goes back inside. <laughs> and she puts the broom down and she gets the wine. And yes, she refills your glass, Freddy. Thank you. Uh, as oh, don't f- worry, says Miss Niffleware. The help doesn't need to be thanked.
3: Oh, I was just saying a celebratory thank you
0: for the wine. Indeed. And she raises her glass. And the other two do as well. And they all look at Mr. Ralph, the quiet. Ralph, glass. The, uh, <laughs> the podcast audience can't hear Don the player raise his hand in the studio. All right, podcast audience. Don, the player, just raised his hand in the studio. He's that's getting me, in character. That's what I'm looking for. Thank you, GM. <sighs> And I would like to offer a toast. Okay.
3: To the gracious hosts of tonight for welcoming, welcoming us in for this lovely meal. Thank you.
0: And they all nod their heads and lightly clink their glasses and sip their wine.
3: What was the main lady's name again? Elsie. Miss Elsie?
0: Miss Elsie.
3: She sounds like a Karen. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> Miss Elsie. would you mind if you and I talked briefly in private?
0: Oh, I'm, sh- I'm certain we'll have time for that after dinner. The conversation has been so engaging. I would not want to let it flag for our absence. You are so interesting, and it's rare that my sisters get to talk to such captivating company. I wouldn't dare deprive them of it. All right. And she does give you a look. What kind of look? A look a look like a look of the sort that says you know what this look means. <laughs> Don't you dare mess with this look.
1: <laughs> the Karen look.
0: <laughs> but it's it's soft and it's hidden behind gentle eyes.
3: Of course, of course. There will be time for that later.
0: Indeed. You're just doing nothing, Ralph? <laughs> Don shook his head.
1: I'll narrate for Don.
0: <laughs> now he's giggling. He's giggling like a little girl.
1: He's giggling quietly.
0: What's that
3: movie, uh, Get Smart? This is my... <laughs> this is my, <laughs> this is my uh, mute... Code uh, of silence? <laughs> no, Um. when... She brings... Uh, this is my
1: mute deaf... <laughs> b- <Yeah. laughs> right, right.
3: My mute deaf horse boy or whatever it's, yeah, it's like,
1: <laughs> I took him in out of pity.
2: <laughs> That's what Ralph is. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: my God. So stupid. This is dumb. <laughs> uh. <clears throat> All right. So the night progresses, and it is, for the four of you, a wonderful evening of conversation and jokes and you better love me after this. <laughs> and I'm having to do twice the talking. All sorts of pleasant diversions. And for the one of you, it is apparently just just quietly eating food and not saying anything. For those in our uh in our audience, Sean
2: just looked at me directly and uh made some very pointed comments. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you think they were aware. So, the night passes, and the sun sets, Thomas, and you see no sign of them coming in or going out, or even of the evening beginning to wind down. But as it does get darker, you begin to gain the ability to make out shadows, silhouettes, uh, of the five people sitting around the table and the one serving them. And eventually the night does wind to a close and the sisters excuse themselves from the table as a group and stand up and begin to walk up the stairs.
3: I stand up when they stand up.
0: And they nod at you and they depart for their rooms. Just as Miss Elsie is about to enter hers, she says, Pier will make up some beds for you in the drawing room. You are, of course, welcome to spend the night as it has grown so late. I will be glad to see you both in the morning. Thank you for a wonderful evening. And she steps into her room, and the door shuts. everyone before i let you go i just wanted to say thank you as always for listening to the show and not as always thank you for being so patient for this particular episode as a little bit of reward i'll keep my outro brief follow us on our social media and until next time keep it nerdy